is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. Find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Readers of my columns and blogs and audiences tuning into these podcasts may have gathered over the years that I am just not a big dessert person. <laughs> I almost hate admitting that, fearing it's going to make me unpopular or lose some kind of credibility, but I'm just not tuned to sweets so much. My palate, that is to say, as I am to savory flavors and salty flavors that I just gravitate more to. And in fact, when I'm hosting a gathering and someone asks what they can bring, I usually specify desserts. <laughs> Hopefully it's not an unreasonable request, but it simply is the last thing that I think of and sort of lowest on my list and the item that I have the least enthusiasm for. Although I know that desserts tend to have a huge following and a gathering that we attended of friends at a rural community in Josephine County over the weekend requested that we bring a dessert. Now this is a little tricky because we're camping and we only have coolers for keeping things cold or a large chest freezer on the property that is essentially with this community's power array. This is an off-the-grid community in Josephine County that generates its own hydropower and stores them in a building with a bunch of batteries. And they have a chest freezer in this building. It's sort of a little off the topic, but that was the infrastructure that I was dealing with, trying to plan for dessert. Now, granted, I could have done cookies. I could have done brownies. I could have done something that keeps well at room temperature. But I wanted something that would pair with this farm's blueberries. They have fresh blueberries that they grow there. Although, it's a higher elevation, so the berries and all the produce in general tends to have a little bit later start than it does in Jackson County. So I didn't want to rely on blueberries for the entire dessert. I just wanted the blueberries to be sort of a nice garnish for a dessert that would complement their flavors. I hit on this idea of a key lime pie or a key lime sort of slab pie or even bar cookies, some people might call it. I posted a recipe to my blog last year for a key lime pie by Los Angeles chef Nicole Rucker. I actually hadn't prepared this recipe, although I do love key lime pie. It was posted on January 20th, 2020 to my blog under the headline, Any Lime Makes Fast, Easy, Sweet Tart Pie. Probably the easiest way to pull this up on the Mail Tribune's website is to search under the magnifying glass on the right-hand side of the page the terms lime and rucker, R-U-C-K-E-R, to come up with this one. And it turned out to be a great recipe. It was a hit with our friends, and I already have requests to make it again, which I probably will for an upcoming rafting trip so I can keep it frozen. Because that's really what convinced me that 
I could make this ahead of time and freeze it simply because I know that the ingredients freeze well. The filling is only sweetened condensed milk and egg yolks with a whipped cream topping served on the side. So this is an ideal, not really icebox dessert, but make ahead dessert that can be frozen solid and transported to a campsite or as we'll do this coming week on a rafting trip. I'm going to give this recipe now for Nicole Rucker's Key Lime Pie, as well as another bar cookie that was sort of inspired by the blueberries we picked on our trip and just this idea of a bar cookie. It's the current post to my blog from July 13th. And that's strawberry, blueberry, crumble bars. But first, Nicole Rucker's Key Lime Pie calls for one and a half cups graham cracker crumbs. You can use pre-ground crumbs that are used for making graham cracker crusts, or you can grind in your food processor, which is what I did, about 10 whole graham crackers. Now, this makes enough for a pie plate, a nine-inch pie. I actually doubled the quantities which yields a nine by 13 inch pan of the, essentially their key lime bars at that point, rather than a slice of pie. But to make the nine inch pie, you'll need that one and a half cups graham cracker crumbs, two tablespoons granulated sugar, one teaspoon kosher salt, four tablespoons unsalted butter that's melted and then cooled, six medium limes, one 14 ounce can sweetened condensed milk, four large egg yolks, and for the topping, one cup cold heavy whipping cream and a quarter cup sour cream. Start Nicole Rucker's Key Lime Pie by preheating the oven to 325 degrees Fahrenheit. Lightly coat a nine inch pie plate, not a deep dish one, a regular depth pie plate with nonstick cooking spray. In a large bowl, combine the one and a half cups graham cracker crumbs with the two tablespoons granulated sugar, that's white sugar, and the teaspoon kosher salt, along with that four tablespoons unsalted butter that you've melted and then cooled. Stir that all together until moist crumbs form. Transfer that mixture to the prepared pie plate and press evenly into the bottom and up the sides of the plate, but you don't want it to go over the rim where it will brown and burn during baking. So bake that crust until it's lightly browned for about 10 minutes, and you do the same thing if you're making the 9 by 13 inch pan. Transfer to a wire rack to cool completely and leave the oven on. Now to make the filling, finely grate one tablespoon zest from the limes into a large bowl. Then have the limes and squeeze out a half cup of juice. You might not need all six limes to get a half cup juice. Add the 14 ounce can sweetened condensed milk and the four large egg yolks. Whisk that together until all of the egg yolk has been incorporated. Kind of comes together slowly, I found, when you add citrus juice to egg, but it, it will um, eventually come together with a little bit of whisking. And you want the zest to be speckled throughout the mixture. Pour that filling into the cooled graham cracker crumb crust. Then bake the pie in the preheated 325 degree oven until the filling set around the edges and the center wobbles slightly when it's touched for about 15 minutes. Don't over bake this. You want it to be just a little jiggly when you pull that pan from the oven. 
transfer to a wire rack and let it cool completely. And that'll take at least two hours. For the topping in a large bowl, whisk the one cup cold heavy whipping cream with the quarter cup sour cream using an electric mixer fitted with a whisk attachment. You could also do this by hand. It'll take quite a bit of effort more than using a mixer, but you want soft peaks to form. You don't want to overbeat this. It should be nice and soft and creamy still. Pile that cream on top of the pie and swirl and kind of swoosh it around to make a decorative pattern with a spoon or rubber spatula and refrigerate the pie for at least three hours before serving. Now, as I mentioned, you can freeze the pie up until the point that you've topped it with the whipped cream, sour cream topping. If you want to freeze this, make it ahead cover it tightly, wrap it tightly to put in your freezer, then pull it out and let it thaw at room temperature even for a couple of hours. Of course, if you're outside camping or rafting or something like that, it's going to thaw more quickly. And then you can top it with that whipped cream topping. So the pie can also be refrigerated for up to five days. And that recipe adapted by the LA Times from Dappled, Baking Recipes for Fruit Lovers by Nicole Rucker, was posted to my blog, The Whole Dish, January 20th, 2020, under the headline, Any Lime Makes Fast, Easy Sweet Tart Pie. And it was so easy. It sort of convinced me that I really can do desserts. And with my confidence kind of boosted a little bit, the next day with the blueberries that we picked from our friend's farm, I made these blueberry crumble bars to celebrate a friend's birthday. And we went on a short Rogue River raft float to do that. So I wanted a handheld dessert that we could eat on the riverbank when we pulled over to have lunch. And these strawberry blueberry crumble bars were perfect. I didn't actually have strawberries. The great thing about these is that they're adaptable, as I mentioned in my blog post, from July 13th to any fruit that you have on hand. I had cherries that we had picked from another friend's tree and pitted earlier in the summer and frozen. I had blackberries that we'd picked last summer and stashed away in the freezer. Kind of little bits of fruit can all combine and find a home in this very easy crumble bar recipe. Fresh or frozen fruit, really, you don't even have to thaw the fruit out. I did slightly. You can combine frozen with fresh in this recipe as well. It's super freeform and forgiving. And this recipe is courtesy of Tribune News Service, posted to my blog under the headline, Bars, Mix, Match, Fresh, or Frozen Fruit. Strawberry, blueberry, crumble bars, or any berry crumble bars, call for one cup granulated sugar. These measurements are for the topping that I'm going to give first. One teaspoon baking powder, three cups all-purpose flour, a pinch of salt, the zest of one lemon, one cup cold unsalted butter that you've cut into cubes, one large egg, and a half teaspoon pure vanilla or almond extract. I actually like to mix the two. I like to do a quarter teaspoon vanilla and a quarter teaspoon almond in a lot of my baked goods. For the berry filling, you need two and a half cups of blueberries and two cups chopped strawberries or a quantity of fruit and berries, chopped fruit and smaller berries to measure four and a half cups. Or you could kind of move the measurement a little up to the five cup range. I think I did. And it still accommodates it beautifully. 
as well as a half cup granulated sugar, that's white sugar, four teaspoons cornstarch, the juice and zest of a small lemon, and a half cup slivered almonds. The original recipe actually called for toasting them first. I'm not really sure if that was just a typo um, that the recipe testers overlooked. I did not toast the almonds before putting them on top of the finished crumble bars because they do toast in the oven. It's at 375 degrees. That's plenty hot enough to toast nuts and particularly for 45 to 50 minutes, which is how long these bake. Granted, it's a light toast. It's not super dark. So if you want these very dark, you may toast them just a tiny bit before topping the crumble bars with the almonds, but don't go overboard. They're going to darken up in the oven. So start strawberry blueberry crumble bars by preheating the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Line a 9 by 13 inch baking pan with foil or parchment paper. I didn't actually have parchment paper. So what I did was the other recommendation, which is prepare the pan with butter and a dusting of flour. Just wipe the inside, of course, with some butter. Sprinkle in some flour and you can kind of like tap it. Tap the pan and get the flour to unstick from the buttered parts and you can kind of like tip it and move it around the pan. If you've ever done this, you know what that looks like. If you haven't, again, just tap it with your hands, with your fingers, watch the flour kind of slide around and then tilt the pan and tip it so the residual flour coats all the buttered parts of the pan. To prepare the crust and the topping in a bowl of a stand mixer with a paddle attachment. You want this on low speed because you're starting with only dry ingredients at first. Combine the one cup granulated sugar, the one teaspoon baking powder, the three cups all-purpose flour, the pinch of salt, and that zest from one lemon. Add the chunks of cold unsalted butter, that one cup, which is two sticks. It is quite a bit of butter that you've cut into cubes. And again, you're beating on low speed so the flour doesn't poof out everywhere all over into the air. And as that's mixing, add the one large egg as well as your half teaspoon vanilla or almond extract or a combination of the two to equal about the same measurement. Continue beating on low speed until the butter's evenly distributed in pea-sized pieces and the mixture's crumbly. This takes a few minutes. I found the cold butter doesn't readily incorporate, but that's kind of what you want. You want pockets of kind of pea-sized butter, sort of like making a pie dough. You'll know that it's beaten enough if you stop the mixer, reach down into the bowl, put a handful in your hand and squeeze it, press it between your fingers, and it should hold together. It should hold its shape, which tells you it's ready to press into your pan. So dump about two thirds of that mixture into the bottom of the prepared pan and use your fingers to the bottom of a glass, I just used my hands, to evenly press the dough into the pan, making sure to completely get it covered, including into the corners. Then set that aside while you prepare the berry filling. In a large bowl, gently stir together the two and two and a half cups strawberries and blueberries or total four and a half cups berries and fruit with the half cup granulated sugar, the four teaspoons cornstarch, and the zest and juice from one small lemon. 
Stir that together until it's all incorporated. Sometimes you'll get a big blob of the cornstarch that doesn't quite want to mix in, but just keep stirring it. And then spread that filling over the prepared crust in the 9 by 13 inch pan. And then sprinkle the remaining dough mixture over the top of the berries. Berries are kind of like sandwiched in between these two cookie bar layers. I actually found that this was more crust mixture than I actually needed. I, I didn't quite want a super thick layer on top of the berries. I wanted the berries to kind of show through, so I didn't quite use it all. And I ended up with a Ziploc bag of maybe a cup or so of cookie bar mixture that I put away in the freezer and I can make like a mini cookie bar recipe with at some point down the road. So once you have the amount of cookie bar mixture on the berries that you like, sprinkle the top with that half cup slivered almonds. Then bake in the preheated oven for 45 to 50 minutes until the top is light golden brown. The almonds will be lightly toasted and the fruit should look kind of jam-like. Then transfer the pan to a rack to cool completely before cutting into squares. And that makes about 16 to 20 portions or squares from this pan. And that would also freeze beautifully as well, which I think I'll do the next time someone asks me to bring a dessert to their gathering, I'll have one that I can pull right from the freezer. <laughs> Either Nicole Recker's Key Lime Bars or these Strawberry Blueberry Crumble Bars from my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.